I was wearing a mask. I was living in a facade of life. And it wasn't like I chose to do it. It wasn't like every morning I woke up and thought, hmm, what am I going to be sneaky about today? Or what am I going to be untruthful about today? Or what am I going to do that I don't really love today? I, it wasn't It wasn't that. It was a series. It was a lifetime of tiny little actions and habits that led to this whirlwind that I had created for myself. And so like the green mask, this is like the best um, Jim Carrey, you know, when he puts yeah. the mask on, I had gotten to a point where I was living wearing a mask and I didn't even know it. And so everyone around me loved me. They loved this version of Tamara. I had so many friends. I was the life of the party. I was the coordinator of the party. My husband yeah. loved me, like all the everyone. And yet I was putting on a show. We all need a little inspiration to get through the lows. We all need and a little inspiration to get through the I lows. I found the best place and to the do that is in the great outdoors. I found the best fishing, place to do that is in the great outdoors. Even hunting. Fishing, yes, long walks, and that even last hunting. One likely shocked yes, you that I know. That last but truly, without adventuring and getting outside but of my truly, without adventuring and, and getting outside found my circumstances difficult and the whole of my life, I found myself I wouldn't be here today to journey my life. with you. I wouldn't be here today to after experiencing the loss of my spouse. I after experiencing the loss of my spouse, I needed to find the source of inspiration. I needed to find the source of inspiration. My name is Marissa God's way. I'll be your PA. My name is Marissa Like the role of an African Remember, I told you I hunter. I'll remember, guide you into biblical truth hunter. with life-changing testimonies life changing to discover your identity as you live out God's call to discover your identity as you live out God's fullness of living an inspired life. The fullness of living an inspired life. God's way. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a major treat for you. So you're going to be blown away by Tamara Andrus. She is a six-time bestseller author, best-selling author, uh, and counting. So she's not going to stop there. Uh, she's passionate, uh, a passionate top 1% global podcaster. She has the Fit and Faith podcast. Uh, Girls Gone Wild podcast, the Founder Collective podcast, and she's an inter uh, international speaker, a kingdom messenger, and experience created with retreats and events. She is the founder of Fit and Faith Media and the Press Christian Publishing House. She serves as the president of the Founder Collective, and uh, which is a nonprofit with a mobilized church for entrepreneurs, and she is in the process of birthing an academy of marketplace for marketplace ministers. So I'm so glad that you're on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Whenever I hear those things, I'm like, I need to take a deep breath. So if you just sounded <laughs> like overwhelmed by the things that I do, ultimately, I'm just a sister in Christ and I love to have fun. I love to play and I love to create. And so from creation, we get to do a lot of things. God created the heavens and the earth and the, all the animals and all the insects. So I am just, I'm just taking you after our father, you know, just do the thing, create the absolutely, thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love your passion for the Lord and I've was so drawn to you, um, and I just I just knew that you and I were just going to be connected uh, by God, and and He has He's co completely connected us, and I just love how you minister to others through their calling, you know, and that that is the one thing that I just have just learned so much from you. But I want everyone else to know who you are, and so I want you to share. A little bit about your background, and I know the focus for my for the podcast, Be Inspired God's Way, is to look at people and who they 
were before in the past and how they've overcome challenges in their life to be the person that God's called them to be. So let us know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I I think it's interesting when you get to hear people's like before and after stories. And I was on a podcast earlier today, actually, and it was all about like this evolution. And I, I feel like I have this finite line between having a relationship and an encounter with the Holy Spirit versus just walking in that lukewarm Christian lifestyle and or prodigal, um, which is kind of one in the same. There's no like if there's no half truth. And I was living outside of what I call alignment. Um, most people are chasing after a well-balanced life, but I was a gymnast for 16 years and balance beam was my favorite. I was also the best at it. And I never one time got a 10.0, which was the scalability of essentially perfection. And so if we're all in this, this race to become balanced, I think we're not ever going to get there fully. And so I think about alignment and I think about that from a mind, body, spirit connection. And I know in my pre, uh, season and I was out of alignment. I was out of whack. I was chasing success. I was chasing what the world deemed to be worth. I was chasing exteriors and materialism and consumerism. I was a perfectionist. I was a workaholic. Um, I, I was a lot of things that I no longer take identity towards. So it will not be in my bio statement but it is in my past. And, um, a part of that I think is cultural norms. I think we're like pushed into that. I think it's a part of our homes and our childhoods. And for me, I was was sexually abused when I was young. And so that really catalyzed a lot of inner turmoil and struggle that then led to struggles exteriorly with my body, with my self image, with my self worth, with my voice or lack thereof, which is shocking considering I'm on a podcast now. Um, but I, I really struggled in relationships, both with men and with women. And the thing that I was best at was working really hard and achieving goals. And so I realized when I just leaned into that, everything else would kind of figure itself out. And that led me to ultimate burnout in my marriage and motherhood when I was 29 years old, which is when I had that radical encounter of pre and post, and I've never looked back. That's amazing. So I love that you were able to just recognize that from, you know, God's intervention in your life, you know, so you were able to take what, where you were at and just be able to say, you know what, this is not healthy for me anymore. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And so many times it's really hard for people to recognize that they're so drawn to where they're at and they're looking at life from the circumstance that they're living in and they're not ready to just recognize or accept it. Um, I know with, with shame and with the things that people just hold on to, it's really hard to want to take that step to move into a sense of healing. So that's, that's wonderful. Well, a massive piece to that is, is ownership, right? And yeah. we are taught mm-hmm. since we're little is whose fault is it? And we're taught to point fingers. Mm -hmm. When you point fingers, there's always three fingers pointing back at you. But no one helps you to understand how to unpack emotionally, how to unpack spiritually, how to unpack in healthy communication, Mm -hmm. uh, any of the ailments, any of the things that you should be taking ownership to. And so even as a mom now, I'm very conscientious of that in helping my kiddos know that I'm a safe place that they can have ownership to. 
And so if something is going on in school and they want to go cast blame on the bully or if something is happening between siblings and they want to cast blame on the sibling, I'm like, well, what is something that you could own as a part of this problem? And if they get to do that first, before I ever go in and be like, yeah, that kid did that thing or yeah, your sister's wrong. It's more so saying, hey, what am I responsible for? Mm -hmm. And where in our fundamental development from childhood on up to being an adult, do you see people take ownership well? Very few, very few places, Mm -hmm. even in a church, right? The people don't want to own up to to sin. And so I think about that. And when I finally was like, you know what? It's easier for me to raise my hand because oftentimes it's nobody else's fault and the things in which they might be projecting on me or casting shame about or causing friction in my life is because they too have had something thrown on them when they were young that they haven't even unpacked yet. And so I found I've learned a lot of things from um, emotional health journey, emotional intelligence and mental health and working with therapists and and understanding who God is and who God sees me as. Mm -hmm. But one of the things connected to this conversation is I've learned to own it and I've learned to have ultimate compassion for people who can yet own it. Yeah. Especially because when we do take that time to own it and it's a learning process for us. So God's strengthening us, God's growing us. And Mm -hmm. if as long as we're not recognizing that it's us trying to heal ourselves or us trying to uh, fix it ourselves, but that we're looking at it from we're growing in Christ and we're growing in to be a better person. And so then not just stopping there, but also making changes so that it continues and it just doesn't stay in that spot, in that place. So, well, and I think Marissa connected to that. There's so much like normalization of Mm -hmm. our suppressed emotions. Okay. So let's, we could talk about alcohol. We could talk about um, prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. We could talk about over the counter drugs. We could talk about, um, shopping and materialism Mm -hmm. and consumerism. We could talk about the TV and social media. Mm -hmm. Um, we could talk about, uh, music and there's all of these layers to society that have been so normalized and the things that are being projected on us as normal Mm -hmm. are all unhealthy, even food, right? The things that are projected Mm -hmm. on us from a food perspective Mm -hmm. is this is fast and easy. And and I think that's the problem is people want fast and easy and, they if don't want we, to take the time. Yeah, but time is presence mm-hmm. and presence is a present. Mm-hmm. And so like if that. presence yeah. is a present, then we need to be okay with being right who we are right now mm-hmm. in our imperfections, in the mm-hmm. things that we have yet to learn, but also in the gifts of life that is our current life. Yeah. And some people are in places where they don't feel like their current life is a present. (laughs) And that's where I was. I did not feel, I was like literally working 70 hours a week. I had two kids under the age of two. My husband was an entrepreneur. Um, We, from the outside looking in, we looked good. It was like picture perfect. (laughs) But interiorly, I was so depressed. I had suicidal Mm -hmm. ideation all the time. Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed and anxious. Mm -hmm. I was terrible at resting and being present, even as a mom. 
And that made me feel like a terrible mom. So then I'm in mom guilt and I'm a terrible wife because I'm in wife guilt. I mean, the vicious cycle, the vicious cycle. And so what has to happen, and this is where ownership comes into play with that and getting real with ourselves Mm -hmm. is you have to pluck yourself off of that treacherous cycle Mm -hmm. and you have to say, Hey, what is healthy for me? What do I actually even like? Yeah. I remember like two years into the journey of unpacking all of this and I had suppressed so much. I didn't even remember that sexual trauma that I alluded to before. Mm-hmm. I had zero idea that it even happened. I was three. So, you know, your mind is so foggy at that age anyway. Mm-hmm. And it took extraction from a specialist to get to that place and for the memories to wave through me um, and brought me back to a, you know, a place of starvation. And I had to reparent myself as a child. I mean, all these things. But I remember I was like two years into that healing journey and um, my husband was sitting in our back porch and he just like cool as a cucumber. My husband is so good. He's so <laughs> yeah. sweet, amazing man. Um, but he uh. he was kicked back at his, his flip-flops up on the table and <laughs> He said, babe, like, what are you passionate about? And I remember the sun was beating on my face. I know exactly what the angle I was at. I remember the kids were taking a nap, which we barely got that quiet time together. And I remember still feeling totally void. Even though I was pursuing God at that season, I knew I was seen by God. I felt loved by him. I thought, I have no idea what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And his eyes about popped out of his head because he, he said, we just spent our life savings on all of your businesses that you no longer have because you had to heal. What do you mean? You don't know what you're passionate about. Yeah. And I thought I had to strip away from like, what did everybody tell me to do? What did I go to school for? What just Mm -hmm. happened organically? What all these things and what was I passionate about? And I recognized through further revelation that I'm just passionate about people. Mm-hmm. And if I prioritize people and that's what God did, that's what Jesus did, yeah. then everything else will flow from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many times, don't you think some, so many times we let our past define us that, like you said, that we have such a hard time even recognizing who we are when we look in the mirror. Yeah. So, yeah. So oh. just, we get, yeah. You're just like, who am I? So I look, don't know this, I this right here, right? This is my book, Always Becoming, for those who are watching. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing a mask. I was living in a facade Mm -hmm. of life, and it wasn't like I chose to do it. It wasn't like every morning I woke up and thought, hmm, what am I going to be sneaky about today? Or Mm -hmm. what am I going to be untruthful about today? Or what am I going to do that I don't really love today? It wasn't. It wasn't that. It was a series. It was a lifetime of tiny little actions and habits that led to this whirlwind that I had created for myself. And so Mm -hmm. like the green mask, this is like the best, um, Jim Carrey, you know, when he puts the mask on, I had gotten to a point where I was living, wearing a mask and I didn't even know it. it. Mm -hmm. And so everyone around me loved me. They loved this version of Tamara. I had so many friends. I was the life Mm -hmm. of the party. I was the coordinator of the party. My husband loved me, like all the, everyone. And yet I was putting on a show that yeah. I didn't know I was performing in my own movie. Yeah. And how, how tired were you having to <sighs> like, rec- <laughs> it was exhausting, right? So you just feel so exhausted. And uh, I, I, I say that because, you know, when you meet, when someone finally gets to that point where 
They just can't hold it up anymore. They just can't even, they don't have any strength to bring that mask up anymore. It's just, that's the point when you stop and have to be humble. Right? And yeah. So, God, that's so true. Yeah. And that's where that compassion comes into play. I have such compassion for people Mm -hmm. and I can see it. Like I notice it from afar. I don't even have to talk to that person. And I just have utter compassion for, for humans to, to understand that's a vicious cycle and there is freedom though. That's the, that's the hope, right? That's the peace. That's the knowing. And so even when I, we talked about the beginning, like take a deep breath after you just heard that bio statement the life that I lead now Mm -hmm. in this revelation, in this truth, in this synchronicity and alignment with Christ, it still appears like I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm not doing it because I'm a human doing. I'm doing it because I'm a human being Mm -hmm. and I get to birth these things out of that space of rest Mm -hmm. and out of true knowledge of who I am in Christ. And it's not by my good works that I am loved. It's not by my title or my bio that I am loved. I am loved just as I am. Mm -hmm. And when we can come out of that place of taking off that mask and being okay to sit with ourselves and truly dissect the question beyond what are you passionate about? Do you forgive yourself? And do you love yourself? Yeah. Because you are forgiven, but do Mm -hmm. you forgive yourself? And do you love yourself? Because that, oh gosh, Everything from there, if you believe those two things to be mm-hmm. true and you have done those things, it, it is a life well led. And you could do a ton or you could do a little and mm-hmm. God is still proud of you. Yeah. Especially if you're looking at it from, I'm doing what God's called me to do. And I know that your your goal is to be able to help women and help, well, not even just women, anyone that feels like yeah. they're at a point where they know that God's called them to something. Your your mission and your passion is to get them there. God's called you to this. He's placed yeah. it in your heart. Recognize that this is a calling from God. Let's make it come to fruition. And so I know you use the Fit and Faith Media is your company. How do you incorporate that into being able to minister and help others find their calling or find their identity yeah. in Christ? So several years back, the Lord gave me this understanding and it's from out of my testimony that it birthed. Mm -hmm. And I believe all of our messages are out of our testimony. So if you're trying to curate, like what would, what would create content? Like what would be good content or what would create traction or how could I get a million followers? Don't do that. Don't, that's not ever going to land. Go internal and then (laughs) present externally Mm -hmm. um, because otherwise you're going to do the striving thing that we just talked about. But the Lord gave me this understanding of while everyone comes to me to build a business and, or they're like, I love your branding. You're so colorful and fun. And I want to have a brand that like people remember like that. I realized that there is a trifecta and the trifecta is no different than father, son, Holy spirit. They cannot be separated. They're always one is the first layer to that. The top layer, the God, the father, it would be your being. Mm-hmm. And so your being is who you are. Mm-hmm. And from that place, you get to develop a brand. And from that place, you get to develop a business. But mm-hmm. if one of those things is out of alignment and tries to stand separately, mm-hmm. it will crash. It won't work. And people will know that and they'll see that and you'll know that and you'll feel that. Mm-hmm. That's where the misalignment comes into play. And so I really help people 
develop their message. Mm -hmm. I want their message to be connected with integrity to their heart of hearts, to their humanity, and to see how does this message out of your testimony, how does it serve people at large? Mm -hmm. And so then from there, we can create a brand. Then from there, we can develop business strategy. And ultimately, I believe that message is what is becomes your platform. So whether you're a speaker, whether you're a podcaster like you, you're both of those things, whether you're a retreat host, you're that thing too, whether you're a coach, that's you're that thing too, you get to then be out of your being all of these different versions of self. How many names did God himself have? It's too many to count. He is God the Father. He is God the Son. He is the Almighty. He is the Yahweh. He is provider. He is healer. He is all these things. So when someone looks to me now and they're like, gosh, you do a lot. I'm like, no, I am a lot. And out of that, I am this, I get to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I help people curate. And I want to do it with um, the utmost authenticity to self and with the trajectory of what God has them on, because we should be bearing fruit Mm -hmm. every single day if we're operating out of this trifecta of being brand and business. And if we're not, I always know that it's not a business problem. It's not a strategy problem. It's not a money problem. It's not a brand problem. It's not you need to change your colors. It's a being problem. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm not a life coach, I get to do life with people. And um, that's what I'm constantly looking to is like, hey, is there there a, this is going to be deep, but like, is there a demonic oppression conversation we should have? Is there a mental health, which ultimately is connected to that demonic conversation? Is it a sin problem? Um, those are the things that I, I get to have conversations with people about and, and that doesn't make me popular as a coach and I'm okay with that. Well, it's always, it, it's never going to be comfortable, but it's okay because you know that you're helping them step out of the area where they're struggling and then healing in. And so it's never going to be comfortable, even for the person that's having to receive that advice. That's so good. So yeah. So it's it's just gonna you know. Anyway, so I just I think that it's amazing whenever we are able to help support someone and meet them where they're at, just like Christ meets us where we're at, and we don't ever have to feel like we are at a place of perfection because we're never going to get there. But we're gonna God's going to meet us where we're at at this point and build us slowly, layer by layer, layer to to where He's called us to be. And I completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's ultimately the definition of grace and mercy, right? Like that's what that is. Mm -hmm. It's like grace fills the gap between where you are today Mm -hmm. and where you're going to be when you're at the right hand of the father, because I'm not perfect, but grace introduces me to the perfect one Mm -hmm. every single day. It's by grace. I get to have a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the humility in which we get to stand is like, man, I own that I am imperfect. I (laughs) own that I'm not going to get it right. I own that like in my body, I'm going to get sick. And, and yet I have a choice every single day to fall into my father who can sustain me in every area. Yeah. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's great to be able to have that. And then a, a lot of times people feel like they're walking through these things alone. Yeah. And so it's nice to be able to have, like, to get that connection. I always say, you know, whenever you're going through something, a lot of people just kind of revert to themselves and they don't want to share that. But being able to come and be in community with others, um, whether 
whether they've ever experienced that or not, being able to get in community with others and talk about what they're going through or talk about the, what yeah. you're, the challenges that you're facing, it's always so important to be able to have that commit connection. And even looking at it from this aspect of take time with God, because yeah. he's, he's the ultimate person that you need to have a connection or relationship with. Yeah. yeah. I have two things to say on that because okay. I think it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. One is if you know the Jim Rohn quote that you're the sum of the five people you're surrounded by, mm -hmm. um, you're likely in a predicament without knowing because the other people are doing it too. Yeah. And this is where that like, you know, rat race can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to get out of that. You have to literally catapult out of that to have effective, positive self-reflection. If you're not already experiencing that with the people that you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. And so I had to actually, me and my husband, we fled to an entire other city mm -hmm. to go to church in this downcast time that we were in, in our relationship, in our marriage and motherhood. Mm -hmm. And we went to this other city, one, because there was no other church that was doing a Wednesday night service mm -hmm. and we needed it then, now. Mm -hmm. Like my suicidal ideation had gotten to a place of like dis like destruction. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about divorce and all these things. And like, we had two little kids at home. Mm -hmm. So there was so much stress in our home. We had to find a place for a safe haven. When we went to this other city to get with another church so that we could just have some understanding of life and we needed life in that moment. We had a family that embraced us immediately. And this is like the definition of church. This is what they did. We had aunties that were like, we were crying <laughs> snot all over their chest within 24 hours. We had people who would invite us in for dinner and they didn't need to have any questions mm -hmm. answered. Yeah. They didn't need me to sit on a, a couch to share my story. They just wanted to start doing life with us and pour life into us. And oh, it, it changed my life. And in the midst of that, I was also creating really strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I had to take myself out of this family that was causing destruction. I had to take myself out of this friend group. And those are very hard mm -hmm. things to do. So when I say this, I don't say it lightly, like stop being best friends with your best friend. That's a really hard thing to do. Stop stop being best friends with your mom. Like that was what I had to do. It was really hard. And at the same time, God was filling that gap mm -hmm. with grace and people that were filled with grace to allow us to become, um, the new creation, the new person that we were meant to walk in because these people saw us with that lens versus mm -hmm. old people will look at you with your death clothes on. So yes. story of Lazarus, right, right there yes. is like, you mm -hmm. need the new people who are going to take off the dead clothes and they're going to say, Hey, this is who you're meant to be. So yeah. that was, that was one thing I wanted to say. I don't even remember what the other thing is, but that was so good. Thank you. Holy that spirit. Was so I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> that was so that. good. <laughs> so as, as you help and guide people and you're, you're working with them, I know as a coach, but mostly for like building their, their brand and building who they are in, in Christ. How do you, how would you suggest or support people that are in a place where they need to have that healing to transition over? So I know that, you know, that people, you know, that they know that they've been called. They just don't know how to yeah. transition and how to move forward. And I know the support you've been able to offer me you know, where I, I've been able to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't even know how to take those steps, but you said, let's have a, 
a business, let's visualize it and you're helping support yeah. and make that happen. What could you offer? What would you offer to someone that is in that place of, I don't know where to go from here. I want to make the change. I've yeah. part is there. I had a course called Fierce Femininity that I had established several years ago. It changed names in the process. It was initially called Roots and Wings. And it's perfect to this conversation because you have to establish your roots before you can fly, right? Mm -hmm. And so understanding that trees don't fly, I get that that's not the case, (laughs) but understanding that once you have that solid foundation, you now have an ability to understand what home is, what safety is, who you are and what you're capable of so that you can, you know, fly from that space. And one of the activities that I have people go through, which is connected to the story I shared around Gary and him asking me about my passions Mm -hmm. is doing a passion to pain translation trajectory map. Mm -hmm. Okay. So imagine folding a piece of paper, um, vertically in half and you have got two long columns on your sheet and you are dissecting what are your passions. I'm going to ask you the same question he asked me, what are you passionate about and what are your pains? Mm -hmm. And your pains aren't necessarily like traumas that you walk through, though those are surely should be on that list. But it could be also things that like agitate you, that frustrate you. Mm -hmm. Like I never had a pain of being a sex trafficking victim, but because of my trauma connected to sexual abuse, I have an anger towards sex trafficking Mm -hmm. on top of the fact that I'm a mama bird and I'm like, oh no, this ain't happening to my children. So I have like duality in Mm -hmm. agitation towards this particular pain that resides on my list. And once you have a full passions or hobbies, passions are things that light you up when you do passions are things that you do effortlessly that Mm -hmm. bring you joy. Okay. And that's a key element effortlessly that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you have these two sides, you get to start making like all these cross section points of like, wow, because of this pain, I, I practice this passion because of this passion. I get to heal this pain because Mm -hmm. of this passion. I am connected to this pain point. And you see this overwhelming lack, lack Mm -hmm. of, um, of disintegration and lack of isolation in your Mm -hmm. life and lack of compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. And this is what people, this is why people often feel crazy or isolated is because they're not living a synergistic aligned life. If we can live in that, that trifecta, in that space of like, wow, my pains and my passion, my pains and my passions, which I do every single day, which Mm -hmm. you are now doing every Every single day, day, Mm -hmm. you feel like, you can take the world on and mm-hmm. and it would not rock you because mm-hmm. you're centered and you're aligned in mm-hmm. your story and in the connection points of millions, not just mm-hmm. a couple, millions mm-hmm. of other people. So now from that place, we create business. We create a, a, an ecosystem that invites people in to say, hey, come partake in this with me. Mm-hmm. And so you've done this. Yeah. And the other thing that I told you, I forgot, I remembered, <laughs> and it's connected to when you get in those other groups of people, a powerful, powerful point to that yeah. is getting in a place, one, where they're healthy people, mm-hmm. but two, there are people who might not know you. 
And so when you host these retreats that you're going to be hosting, um, you're bringing together a collection of people who are sharing in this trajectory pattern, this alignment zone Mm -hmm. that you've created out of your testimony. And they're coming for maybe one thing that you're offering, Mm -hmm. but what's going to happen is they're going to create these connections, not only with other women, they're going to create new fresh connections within themselves. Mm -hmm. And ultimately because of the identity work that you do, they're going to connect with the father for the first time, perhaps over one of these pains or passions. And so that's a really simple and fun and yet deep um, activity. Oftentimes when I do this with people, Mm -hmm. they're crying. Oftentimes when I do this with people and we're dissecting the trajectory connections, they are confused because they're like, I don't get how these match. And I'm like, oh my goodness, let me show you what the Lord has done in your life because I see silver lining Mm -hmm. in where a lot of people see disillusionment and distraction and destruction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh no, but God. But God. And so I think that that's a fun activity to do. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's such a good, that's a tool, a a wonderful tool for someone to have, even if they're not in a group or they, they can just internally just do it by themselves. Yeah. And so that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. So you shared your book with us for a split second and then you put it down. (laughs) I I have multiple, multiple books that I, but I wanted you to kind of, kind of share with us. Yes, you do. I have so many. (laughs) I'm waiting for my, for my, um, my book to come in the mail. So as soon as I get that, the novel, it'll be, it'll be added to the, to the other ones that I have that I can, I can start reading. So (laughs) So, so good. Yes, yes. So um, as we as we close out, I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about the academy that you're birthing and how that is going to be the next phase of being able to get people to follow their calling and to recognize who they are. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, the, the publishing house is, is yes. it's for profit. And then our nonprofit is the founder collective mm-hmm. and it shares the same heartbeat as the, as the for profit in mm-hmm. wanting to deploy marketplace ministers, wanting to deploy messengers Mm -hmm. who are going to go out and they're going to share the good news out of their testimony. Um, and they're going to do that in lots of different ways. Obviously publishing is one podcasting is another, all these different pieces. They're going to be writers. They're going to be teachers. They're going to be testifiers. Well, the Academy Mm -hmm. is something that is birthed out of years of my own entrepreneurial journey. I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years, Mm -hmm. went to business school prior to that, have started over 11 different companies. And in this season, where I've been helping other people do the same thing. There are so many ailing points. There are so many, like you want to hit your head against the wall. Like it's just frustrating and it's, it's overwhelming at times. And there's so much information coming at you, especially Mm -hmm. in our digital age from a lot of different, I'll say quote unquote gurus and coaches. And it's hard to dissect what is real, Mm -hmm. what's actually going to work, um, what is truth. And so to have a biblical based foundation of developing your entrepreneurial journey and doing it alongside ministers and prophets and healers and teachers who are also going to equip you from an ordination side because no matter what you do, you might not be a pastor who starts a church, Mm -hmm. but if you are starting a nonprofit, if you are hosting an event, if you are writing a book and you are presenting Jesus Mm -hmm. in any stretch of the imagination, Please know the Jesus that I know. 
please go in the depths of, of understanding and developing yourself um, in a safe haven so that you are truly sharing capital T truth and not a version of the truth and to do so with full knowledge that it is possible. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I want this school to do is to help people in a 10 month journey to know that it is possible for them to live this, this life in the freedom of being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, and also doing it with the Lord at your back and in front of you and beside you and all the okay. things, but like literally <laughs> propelling you forward because you're advancing the kingdom. And ultimately that's what our job is. Like every single one of us, if you're searching for purpose, if you're searching for calling, it's all the same. Yeah. He says to go and make disciples of nations. Mm -hmm. And in order to go well and go aligned, you have to first do your internal work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that this is going to be something that will be able to um, impact lives of so many people. Yeah, so many people. So I absolutely love that. And thank you for sharing that. Um, so I... I've, I'm so honored that you've been on the show today. It has been so it's great been so to have you here. And I know that the guests that are listening are just going to be blown away by everything that you've been able to, the tips and advice that you've been able to offer. And so I look forward to the Academy coming and getting you back Yay. on the show to be able to share just how it's continued to impact lives. Thank you so much, Marissa. And I hope that the people that are listening are served. They, they know it's already possible mm -hmm. in spite of the Academy being alive or not. Um, you, you showed one of our other books that's um, taking traction right now as a series, and it's called The Joyful Entrepreneur. And I highly recommend people, even if you have never raised your hand to say, I'm an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. this book is a collection of people who are big dreamers. We're all dreamers. And they're creators, and you're a creator. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to go into the testimony of these people and the heart of these people mm -hmm. and realize that it just takes courage. It yeah. takes that mustard seed of faith. Mm -hmm. And we all have the beauty of being bold when we partner with the bold one. Yes. And so I'm just excited for the blessings that you're going to be as you inspire God's way in so many people. And uh, it's an honor to be your friend. It's an honor to be your sister. It's an honor to be your coach. But this is, and not, but, and, uh, I'm excited to see where God's going to continue to lead you in the process. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you, friend. <laughs> Love you. Bye, you guys. Be inspired. Be inspired. God's way. God's way. <laughs> and experience the fullness of living an inspired life. God's way.